Hello, everybody. This is Carnage CB Gaming, back for podcast number two. Um, if you have not gone and listened to my Captain Marvel review, um, please go give that a listen. It is definitely worth the time. Um, very interesting take on the movie. Um, a lot, also a lot, also with my friend uh, Nate Nate Gonzalez, um, one of the uh, coordinators for marketing on the Jack Shit Media profile. Um, if you don't follow Jack Shit Media on Twitter, go give that a follow. Um, if you also don't follow Boil Meets World or Waxen's World on Twitter or on Anchor, please go give them a follow, a like, a listen. Um, they definitely deserve it. They've got some good content. Um, a lot of them talking about sports, but also just stuff about life and other things in general. Um, a lot of the stuff in my podcast is going to be uh, geared towards the video game enthusiast, the movie enthusiast, um, and anything nerdy that's in between. Um, we're going to have some movie previews, reviews. Um, in the future, we're going to have some show reviews. Um, I got a Game of Thrones podcast planned um, in the next month before the, uh, uh, the final season drops. And I might do a per-episode review or a final, like a final season review. Uh, that is to be told. I do not know what lies in the future, but um, I have a lot of stuff planned for you guys. So I do want to hop right into this. This is going to be uh, my second podcast. Hopefully, it's better than the first. Um, if you guys have any comments, please feel free to leave me some comments or send me a Twitter message. My Twitter handle is the same as my anchor handle. It is Carnage CB Gaming on Twitter, uh, on Twitch, and on Anchor. So thank you guys for giving me a listen, and here's my review. So today, if you didn't venture a guess from the title or social media, um, we are going to be talking about Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, it's a new game that Square Enix came out with in January of 2019. Um, I initially, I pre-ordered it, I got the poster, um, I did give it to my little brother, um, but, you know, gotta be a good, gotta be a good older brother, uh, but it was honestly, uh, I was very highly anticipated, um, the second game that came out for PS2, that's how long it's been, uh, came out 13 years ago from, I think it was December or November, so it's been over 13 years since the second game came out. There have been a lot of games in between. Um, if you have not played those games or you don't know even what I'm talking about, um, go play Kingdom Hearts 1 on PS2. It's an amazing game from top to bottom. Really well done. Um, the, ga the fighting could be a little bit more dynamic, uh, but the first game is really great. Second game is also great. Um, I think they capitalize on what went really well in the first game and also add some really good fighting mechanics to it. You get some cool forms to work with, which kind of change the Keyblade um, that you've used in the previous game as your weapon. Um, it changes up some of the fighting, some of the bad guys. Um, some of the bosses are more interesting. The uh, health bars actually make sense. <laughs> um, they, they, just, they made a lot of really good tweaks that stuck, that stuck with like a lot of the games so I think it's a really well done piece. Um, and then a lot of the games that are spread out along the, ver the multiverse, I guess, if you want to call it that, 
Um, they span across the PSP, the DS, uh, the PS3, PS4. There's a lot of games. Um, if you want to get all of them wrapped into one package, for the most part, um, you can go. You can go online. You can find Kingdom Hearts: The Story so far, and that'll get every single game that has been made from Kingdom Hearts packaged into two discs. Um, one has the uh, primary Kingdom Hearts games that most people want to play, uh, and then the other one has all, pretty much all the side games that put in all the story elements that feed into the third game. Uh, the best way to get that, if you don't want, if you can find it cheaper, I guess, if you want, you can go find the Kingdom Hearts one and a half and two and a half remix disc, and then the Kingdom Hearts two point eight prologue disc those two have all of the, the content that's in the story so far and i think the story so far actually just packages those two discs together they didn't really change much at all i don't think uh the only caveat to that is you don't get to play 358 and a half days which is on the ds i don't think they knew how to migrate that over to the playstation so you only get to look at the story so if you do want to play that game you will have to go out and get a DS <laughs> or something that is compatible with a DS and play that game. But anyways, side note. So going into the game, very highly anticipated. Very, uh, you got a very strong base of fans that have been waiting for a long time. Uh, for me, when I was, I mean, I was in my, I wasn't even 10 yet. Uh, and I had already played the first game and the second game. Uh, my older brother introduced it to me, uh, and me and my, actually, my youngest brother was not even really old enough to comprehend anything, and he did pick up, pick up these games recently because I recommended them to them to him. Uh, the first and second game are just classics, and you got to play them, and we've had our PS2 at my family house for a long, long, long time. So he picked that up. He really enjoyed it, so that's why I got him the game. Um, it's a really good story game. A lot of story mode games have been dying off recently, and I think... Uh, well, not recently, recently, but I think story mode games in general are kind of dying off. And the main tear, I guess, is that once you play a story mode game, it's pretty much done. And the attention span of most people nowadays seems to be... I want to play, and then once that game's done, I want to play, play, and play, 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 and I want to have, you know, so much content to play. And if you don't load it up with a crap ton of DLC and, you know, all kinds of stuff to layer on top of your story mode game, you run out of stuff to do. And so people just like, well, I don't want to play through the same story again. I've already watched the cutscenes. I've already played the fights. I've already leveled up my guy to, you know, crazy levels. So it's like I sat there and I grinded out everything, I don't want to go through and do that again, and I need something to play on. You know, people have their PS4. There's never enough games that you can buy. Um, if you had an Xbox, you have your other category, you know, your other set, set of games that you can get. Um, it didn't ever come out on the Switch, so if you have a Switch and that's it, sorry, you're going to need to get a new console. Um, I think it's only on PS4 and Xbox. It might be on PC, but I don't know. I don't think so. So, um... But yeah, it's just, it's been a long time coming. They've been having these games out. Um, so there was just a lot of expectations going into this game. And I think that kind of draws some of the negative criticism from some of these people out there 
that are reviewing it and giving it bad reviews. I think those are the people that held on for forever and were just expecting some spectacle of a fucking game. But honestly, this game is a solid 8 out of 10 for me. If I had to give it a score, I'd probably give it like an 82 out of 100. It is very well done. It's very solid. The story makes sense. It pulls everything together. There's really not much story-wise that you could have asked for in this game. From start to bottom, or from start to end, start to bottom, start to end, there's there's not much better that you could ask for in a story mode game like this. Um, story itself, I would say, is probably like a 9.5 nine out of 10. 95. It, it's really well done. It's really strong. There's not many like holes or plot points that you're like, wow, what the heck? And then even at the end, there's a cliffhanger. Um, I don't want to. I don't really want to put spoilers in this, so I'm going to try to keep it as just like a review as I can. Captain Marvel had a lot of spoilers, and I think probably would have got more views if you know we had not spoilers in there. <laughs> um, so I want to have. I want people to be able to listen to this and be like, hey, I want to go play the game without the whole thing being spoiled for me or ruined. So, um, so anyways, there, there's a lot of good story points. Um, everything from the first game and the second game that you were you know, hoping would get tied up gets tied up. Um, it goes really well. If, if you want to call that a spoiler, then you can, but it's not, you know, that's what everyone expected out of the third game. It, this was like the penultimate game. This was the best thing. This is what everyone was looking forward to. So, you know, you, you got to expect that they're going to try and tie things up. The boss fights just in general are really well done. Um, I do think there obviously are some that are like, wow, this is super easy, especially late in the game. You're like, why, why is this game or why is this boss so easy? But, you know, I, I think it was just really positive. Um, I think the main criticism that this game is getting that I want to touch on is the uh, is the fighting, the combat. Um, the first game, like I kind of mentioned earlier, was kind of bland. You had your magic, which is... You know, you pretty much got to choose from three spells unless you wanted to scroll down while you're fighting someone and try to find another spell. But you're pretty much going to be limited to the three spells that you customized. Um, so, you know, there was not much magic you could do outside of those. And then the ones that were super powerful were the ones that you're going to pick. So, you know, no one's out here picking Blizzard on Kingdom Hearts 1. They're picking, picking Thunder, you're picking Fire, and you're picking Heal. So you can only use two offensive magic spells and then healing pretty much all game long. And then there's some fights where, you know, you have, you have to use a certain spell or whatever. And so there's, there are those moments, but, like, really the fighting's not complicated. Your move set is not... It, basically, they just added a bunch of combos, and then there are some special attacks that, in there, but you, you get into a groove where you just kind of do the same three or four things over and over again. So that's main. That was, that was the main criticism of the first game. And then second game, they capitalized on some of the negatives and were like, hey, let's get some really good pieces in here for fighting. So there was a lot of positive feedback for the second game. Um, There's a lot of people that went into the second game thinking kind of like, okay, if they don't improve on this, we're going to be done with this series because it's trash. And I think they made a really good stride in that. Um, this third game, the game, the fighting is honestly phenomenal. I don't think you could ask for much better 
fighting sequences than what you get in this. But the criticism that comes is that the fighting is so good and it comes so fluid that it makes the game almost easy. Um, I just, I, I think if in order to capture how good the fighting is in this game, you need to play the first game and be like, like, play the third game. You can honestly play the third game before you play the first game and just, you know, play and see how easy it is. And you'll be like, okay, even on the hardest difficulty, this game isn't that, like, isn't super hard, you know? But if you go and play the first game, you're going to go and be like, okay, this game is hard as shit, but the fighting is just, like, super bland, you know? I, I think I think there's... I don't know if there is a fine line of how to make the gameplay more interesting and more fun, you know, for the average user, uh, than to than to do what they did. I think they did it perfectly. You get form changes. You get to upgrade your keyblade. That's never been done before. You know, your main weapon that you get to use, usually in the last games, you know, one, two, and everything in between, they've had. You get the same keyblade throughout the whole game, like, or not the same Keyblade, sorry. You get to upgrade a Keyblade, and once you go, like, get a new Keyblade, you never go back to that old one. You know, you never go back to the first Keyblade of the game or the second Keyblade of the game. In this game, I was using, I think, either the third or fourth Keyblade that I got pretty much the rest of the game. I, I loved it so much, and then I was able to upgrade it so that it's stronger, and I think I think that was an essential change that, really made it a lot better in the game uh i don't think i don't know anybody that's trashing that part is just stupid um some people are just complaining about oh well magic's so strong and you know the form changes allow you to just uh do all kinds of stuff without like with being invincible pretty much most of the time and i do agree i do agree like it does suck i feel like they should allow you to take damage in those times you know because you can see stuff you can see the bad guys in the background they're still attacking you or, like, trying to do stuff. And, like, those attacks should hurt you or something. I don't think it should hurt you to the point that it kills you. But maybe, like, reduce damage or something where it's, like, if it is hitting you, then you should take some damage. Um, I don't think it should kill you. But, you know, there should be something in there that makes it a little harder for you because there are a lot of times that you are invincible. So I will concede that point and say, hey, you know, Maybe you could have made some tweaks that, like, hey, you don't need to be invincible for half the fight. But uh, for people that are saying that it's, you know, too easy, I just, I, here's what I want to tell you right now. If you want a game that's going to be super hard, you know, go play Dark Souls or go play another game. But if you're a, a hard Kingdom Hearts fan or you want to get into the Kingdom Hearts story because it's really well fleshed out, um, and, you know, they cover every single point, even if it's convoluted and crazy and, you know, you need a whole video to kind of explain where the st or what the story means. Um, you know, go watch the video and figure it out. It takes, like, five to ten minutes. And then once you're done, you know, the story makes so much sense. And it's really easy to follow. Um, and the way they lay the, all the games out, you know, they put a whole game or a whole box set together. It's just, like, every single game that you could possibly play. So if you don't know the story by now, then, you know, it sucks, all right? But anyways, the game, the fighting is really dynamic. It's really fun. Um, 
And then you also get the attractions, which is a really cool, really cool idea. Um, which basically all you have to do is once you get a certain amount of attacks or I don't know, I don't remember how it's triggered, but you get a certain amount of, of attacks or something and then it gives you an attraction to use. Which basically if you've ever been to Disneyland or Disney World, the most iconic rides that they have at those places so like let's talk about like the teacups or the train or you know anything that you could think of when you're thinking of disney world um there they have those in the game and then you can use them as weapons basically so you get to destroy enemies and it ties i feel like it ties more of the disney element into the game than was previously done like obviously you get each world is her is Disney. You know, you get Hercules, you know, you've had Hercules in every single game, I think. Uh, you know, in the first game you get Aladdin and you get Tarzan and you know, everything's Disney themed. But I just feel like other than that it was just like a bunch of Final Fantasy characters mashed into Disney and you're just like, well, what the, f you know, what the fuck? <laughs> like, okay, like, why do they need to go there? Or why do they need to, why are these, why are they relevant? You know, why, why is this necessary, I guess? But then you start adding more Disney-themed stuff. Um, Mickey makes an appearance again, which, you know, I don't think he has in a while. Uh, in previous, previous games that aren't Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2. Um, so, that you know, there's just a lot of cool stuff that was put in there. Um... Yeah, so I, I just think the gameplay and the fighting was so much more fun. Even if it makes the game easier, you know, there's not as big of a learning curve. But I think that also plays to part of, you know, what makes the Kingdom Hearts 3 game so great. They knew that they were expanding their audience to Xbox. Um, Xbox has never hosted any Kingdom Hearts game ever, except for Kingdom Hearts 3. And so you have this really, really well-built story you know, that's been put on PlayStation and Nintendo consoles or, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call them. But those platforms, and then you're going to separate, are you going to push it out to an Xbox platform? You have to make the game understandable and, you know, almost like entry level for new players. And, you know, I, I think this stigma that games have to be so hard and all this stuff. I don't, I don't think they do. I think they have to be hard enough to a point that you're like, okay, I'm not just like, you know, I, I can die. You know, that is a possibility. Like, if you don't think you're going to die, then yeah, sure. Okay, that's fucking boring. But if you're playing and you get to a point where it's like impossible to go to the next level, like, okay, well, what's, what, what's the fun in that? I don't want to play, you know, the X-Men game from the 90s on whatever it was, the Genesis or something, where there's literally a level that's unbeatable. And they've had multiple pros try to play it, and they can't get through it because you have to hit, like, a certain glitch. Like, I, I don't know. Like, that is that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life. Like, I get it. Hard games, sometimes for people that are want really want to challenge, are way more fun. So if you really like that, then sure, don't play Kingdom Hearts 3 because it's not a challenge. You can play it on the hardest difficulty, and it's not going to get hard unless you really limit yourself with some of the limiters that they put in the game but that is the other thing though if you really want to try to challenge yourself go on there and play um the mode where you know you don't fill your accessory slots you don't fill your armor slots you don't you know i think there's uh 
limit XP or a no XP or something like that where you just don't <laughs> you don't exp don't gain experience you just gain money and stuff to upgrade your keyblade and make it stronger but you know do those things if you really want to create a challenge for yourself because if you put it on the hardest difficulty and make it so that your character doesn't level up and doesn't get stronger throughout the game you're going to struggle <laughs> i'm telling you right now you're going to struggle and if you don't put any like abilities on there or accessories or armor slots or anything you are going it's going to be hard so there are ways to make it harder for yourself if you feel like hey this story is not good enough um so i you know i just think there's all there are solutions and they did put some of those solutions in the game because they might have been like hey this is a lot easier so for our like hardcore kingdom hearts fans you know we do need to make, put something in there to make it harder for them if they do want that um, I don't personally see the appeal to it. Um, I do want to play it on the harder difficulty and just see. Um, but I've heard nothing but it being easy, you know, just a little bit harder than the original or like the normal difficulty. Um, and then people are bitching about there's not a critical mode because critical mode was like harder than the hard difficulty. Um, you know, I whatever. It just, I don't, I don't really see the big deal. Now, this isn't to say that there aren't a few drawbacks to the game. Um, I did, like, the reason I gave it an 8.2 out of 10 was really because I just felt like it was kind of blah when it came to the worlds. A lot of the places that you go, um, they are really well fleshed out. I mean, the, the, the maps on all these are pretty pretty well done. Uh, I think the one that could use some work was Big Hero 6's world, uh, San Francisco. The uh, the story was like post uh, post movie. So if you haven't watched Big Hero 6, then the story of the game makes no sense. But the I mean it all makes sense, and I think it was good. But I just I don't know. The only thing you really get to explore is the world, and I don't feel like it's very enticing. Uh, the, and once you get through the story, it's just like, I don't want to go do the little side quests and the, I don't know, just the little bullshit stuff that Hero wants you to do. So I, you know, I think that was kind of boring. Um, I think Frozen was really aggravating in the way they did it. Um, just because you go like up and down the hill or up and down the mountain, like multiple times and, you see the bad guy for like a minute and he's <laughs> holding it's not Elsa whoever whatever Elsa's sister's name is is he's hoisting her over his shoulder and then you see like dark glowy stuff coming from him and he's like oh he's taken over by the heartless and the next thing you see is like a cut scene of basically what happens in the movie and then it goes to him turning into some fucking huge fox with tails like i don't i don't know what the like i don't know what they were even thinking but you know those two kind of were boring and i didn't like them hercules was really well done map was amazing um there's not enough things i could say about hercules and how well it was done uh the other thing that i would say 
or sorry, no, no, Toy Story. Toy Story was done really well. I think Toy Story was used as, like, a selling point for the game, and I think the game really tried to capitalize on that, and I think sometimes the other world suffered from that, and I think it was very obvious. Like, you you got the game where you started was in Hercules' place, and that one was really well done, and then you go to Toy Story, and that one's really well done, and it just seems to kind of fall off towards the end of the game. Uh, the only place towards the end of the game that's really good is, like, the final Keyblade Graveyard location that you go to. Um, the Keyblade Graveyard was pulled up in Birth by Sleep, which is the which is like a prequel game. It's before Sora's even thought about, um, but the game takes place, or the game is was made after the Kingdom Hearts 2 game, so it was a little like a prequel game. But the Keyblade Graveyard isn't introduced there, so they, they really didn't add many elements to that map. And when you get past the little labyrinth thing that they have you do, um, it's not any different than the Birth by Sleep game. The map is exactly the same. But the labyrinth was so much fun, and then just the story elements that went into the labyrinth were really good. So I, I really like that one, but a lot of the other ones, just the other worlds, just didn't really add up to me very well. I just didn't, I didn't like them as as much as I would have hoped. Uh, I think I just think they could have done better. Um, the other piece, though, I think, is you have so many Disney movies that have come out. Uh, I don't. I, I think one of the most dynamic bad guys you could have done would have been from P- Princess and the Frog, which came out between Kingdom Hearts two and three. Uh, you know, that bad guy from that movie, you know, he's got magic powers, he uses the darkness, <laughs> you know, he's got, like, death on his side. You could totally put a mo- or put a, put the game in the middle of that story where, you know, you're hanging out with frogs and shit, and you could be a human guiding them along or, you know, whatever throughout that story. There's so many things you could have done with that movie. Um, the other thing I would say is Wreck-It Ralph. You totally could have done a digital type thing. I mean, you don't have to be digital, but it's like you could have done a video game themed entity (laughs) in this, you know, in this world. If you're making a world and stuff, I I think you could have done a lot with that. Um, All they did was give him some like shitty link or what, you know, whatever they call them. They used to call them summons, but link was the term used in this game. You get a little link, and you get to use Ralph from Wreck-It Ralph to, uh, I don't know, it was terrible. It was such a bad link. I I don't use, don't use the links in the game. They're worthless. I don't like them at all. Um, That was another drawback is the links. That was, they they could have done so much more, and I, I did like, I think I liked the Little Mermaid one, and I liked... Um, the Simba, because, I mean, they were more elemental, so it was, like, fire Simba and water Little Mermaid, so it was, like, it fit into the theme of your magic, but, like, Wreck-It Ralph didn't make any sense. There was some cat that you get that's just weird and doesn't, it's not effective, and it wastes all your magic, so it's like, no, don't, no, thank you. (laughs) Like, (laughs) magic is super effective in this game, so to use it on a link that's trash is just a waste of time. Uh, so I, you know, I, I don't really, I didn't really like those, but sorry for the side note. I just think the worlds could have been used. Uh, I know they had a lot of issues with some of the contracts 
trying to get different uh, Marvel characters in there, or Marvel worlds, or getting a Star Wars world. Like you got, you got all these different things that you could have put in there, and they basically were just like contract negotiates negotiations didn't work out. So we had stuff drafted up, but we didn't care to go there. It's just like, oh, why not? <laughs> you know, we could have figured something out. And this game is, you know, is going to make a good amount of money that you could have done something really cool. You know, like obviously fighting in Star Wars against a guy, a bunch of guys with lightsabers would have been amazing. You know, I wanted to see Sora get force choked. Because <laughs> I know people wanted to see that. Or at least force push somewhere, you know. Like, I, I just think there were so many things you could have done. Um, obviously the Marvel Universe, there's people with powers, uh, there's people, obviously there's villains that could use darkness that would love to have an extra power given to them by the Heartless or whatever. There's so many things that I just think could be done, and I think if they do future games, which the cliffhanger says they're going to, they definitely could go down those avenues, but I just find it hard to believe they're ever going to get those contracts negotiated. Um, so, you know, I just, uh, it's just aggravating. I think for a game that waited so long and then just to kind of graze the surface of what could have been done, you know, there's so many Pixar movies that have been made that could be, you know, translated to this game and they only used Monsters, Inc. and Toy Story, if I can, I think, I think those are the only two Pixar. So it's just like, why, you know, why, why couldn't we branch out a little bit? The final thing I kind of wanted to touch on was the voice actors in this. Um, it's very apparent from the very first time you hear uh, Mickey Mouse. Oh my god, it is so terrible. He sounds just plain awful. And I I cannot emphasize this enough. I, I just, I get it. It's taken a long time to... Uh, put some you know put this game together so some of these people are older um they're not the same you know like they don't have the same voice that they used to some of these people were probably kids when they made this um or they've made that movie you know so long ago that it's like i you know i don't really i could i don't care you know to pursue this you know try to get my voice back to where it used to be to be able to voice this character properly um, but just, it just sounds so off, and there's some characters, I think, I don't remember the names of some of them off the top of my head, but they have, they have, like, zero lines, or they have one line or two lines, and I think they was just like, let's avoid, oh yeah, Phil, Phil from Hercules, the freaking satyr, Phil has no lines, he is a emotionless non-talking blob of, like, apricot-colored skin in the entire show, or entire game. He literally smiles at you and gives you, I think he gives you a thumbs up or something at some point, but, oh yeah, and then at the end credit scene, like, they're, like, you get to see him cheering because they get Hercules' uh, statue standing up, and they're like, oh, that's my boy, you know, it's like from the movie, but... He doesn't get a talking part the whole movie. And it's so disappointing. Like, the first two games you get... Well, a lot of... Actually, every I think every game's had a Hercules part. And he talks in all of them. And so it's just like... 
you couldn't get Danny DeVito to talk one more time for Phil. And I, I think they said something maybe about contracts or something, you know, or just Danny DeVito didn't want to commit to talking for Phil. But it's like, you can't even get someone similar sounding or anything. Um, but yeah, some of the similar sounding voice actors sounded just terrible. So it's like, I, I don't know if what I'd rather, what I'd prefer more to have someone not talk and not spoil it or to have someone that just sounds a little off key. Uh, Mickey just didn't sound anything like Mickey. It sounded like if I was to try and make a, a Mickey voice, you know, it's just like, which I, I can make a good Mickey voice. Okay. I can, I can, but <laughs> I'm not going to do that right now, but I, you know, I, I just think there's, I don't know. You can't replace that iconic Mickey voice and give it to some rando. You know, it just, it has to be someone that actually, it makes sense, you know. So those are my main drawbacks that I have, you know, from this game. And that's why it doesn't get a perfect 10. I, you know, I originally, when I first played the game, my initial reaction was like, damn, that felt empty, empty to me, you know, but I, I think after kind of just like thinking about it and what they've accomplished and what they did with the gameplay and how amazing it was and the story and like wrapping it all together, like having such a complicated story and it like perfectly getting wrapped up in one, like props to Tetsuya Nomura, the creator of this franchise, um, and just props to the Square Enix people to pull it all together and, you know, listen to all the proper notes that they did you know, for every single game. I just think it was so well put together, and I'm really excited for the future games and what they have in store. They've introduced these pieces throughout some of the storylines uh, without really explaining. And, you know, some people are probably, like, going into this game, they're not seeing any of these. But a lot of that story that they've built up and have created um, that is finally going to come to fruition and, and well, I'm not going to say finally, cause I don't know when this game is going to come out when the future games are planning on coming out. Cause this game took 13 years. It could take, Oh my God. I don't even want to think about how long it could take. Um, but they have future stuff planned. They are ready to go. Um, they have a whole storyline that has been built up that they have, you know, all these people that have been kind of mentioned here and there, and they do have these story pieces that, you know, the Wikipedia pages for the Kingdom Hearts games have all picked up on. But, you know, there's just, I don't know. There, there is a story that can be built up. So I am excited for the future of Kingdom Hearts. I really think that Kingdom Hearts 3 did a great job of capitalizing on all the positive pieces of all these games that have been put together. Um, and I'm really excited to see if Square Enix can put something else together. Um, hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> I don't really want to wait another 13 years. If I think if it waits that long, I probably won't be invested in it. Um, but who knows? I might. I don't know. If they put enough filler games in between, I might be able to do that. But I just think if you want to keep your base and you want to keep your fans, you got to commit and you got to make something in the next, you know, five, three or three to five years, preferably. You know, something something reasonable. Because I do know that there's a lot to flesh out. And, you know, Square Enix is a huge company making a lot of games. But just commit. Commit to Kingdom Hearts. Get something else out there. Get something else out before Tetsuya dies. And let's keep this train rolling. Don't just leave us on a cliffhanger. 
because we want to know where the story goes. So, but I appreciate appreciate you guys hopping in for a listen. If you got this far, I really appreciate it, and uh, I hope you give Kingdom Hearts three a chance. It is a great game. I highly recommend it. Um, you know, I I think. It's definitely the best out of the first, you know, the first three games, or not the first three games in order, but, um, you know, the, the ones that are the core games, Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, it's definitely the best. Um, it's really well put together. Um, you, you really couldn't do much better than what they did, I think, from a, from mo- for most pieces. Obviously, the drawbacks I talked about are things they could work on or, you know, find a solution for, but... You really like other than those things, you couldn't do much better. So, I'm really, I'm really happy with what they did, and you know, I, I, I really am looking forward to the next game. So, I hope you guys have a good day, night, or evening, or whatever time it is for you that you're listening. And uh, thanks for dropping in. I appreciate it so much. Thanks.